What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning into the Modern Macho. This is your host, Juan Carlos, and I'm here with my boy, Santi. What's up, everybody? We are two gentlemen trying to grow. We are documenting our journey as we try to become better men. As uh, you know, we're also creating community with like-minded men. Um, we want to welcome everyone that's a new listener, and we want to thank all the ones that have been supporting us since day one and continuously showing love. Um, we want to invite you guys to uh, go to the website, www.themodernmacho.com. And feel free to join us. If you click on the community tab, you will see uh, the question that we asked for the week. And um, you'll be able to follow along with some of the answers that we've been receiving. So before we get into it, what's up, my guy? How you doing? Dude, doing, uh, thank you, man. Doing great. Uh, You know, I I heard back the the intro from the, the last episode. Cause you hit me up, you're like, you gotta listen to it. And I, was, <laughs> and I, I, I so for those, for all the, you know, the fucking crazy followers, <laughs> I was in Puerto Vallarta, um, you know, oh, having, having my, <laughs> you know, for my protection, I appreciate yes, that. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I heard that shit, it made me laugh. It made me happy for sure. Um, and so, but it also made me, you know, definitely uh, miss doing this. I feel like it's been a cool last minute, but. And, and even with everything that was happening, uh, you know, it felt like finally, you know, we got our project, the wedding, over with, you know. So now we can enjoy our time a little bit more, not have those stressors, you feel me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah dude, no, doing good. Uh, definitely excited to talk about today's um, topic on self-sabotage because I think it's I think it's something we've brought up before. It's something yeah. we've kind of discussed. And, and and even if it's just been in passing and we haven't really honed down on it, uh, I definitely think it's, it's an issue that a lot of men face, whether you know it or not, right? Because I think sometimes self-sabotage even comes in the smallest forms, and, yeah. which we can talk about a little bit more. Um, but yeah, dude, all in all, everything's going good. Uh, you know, just try at this point, getting situated and getting ready to, you know, enjoy life i guess you know um it's definitely a big step and so you were there you were part of that special day i think you saw how fucking how special it was for us to be with everybody we love and dude it was a fucking blast bro i mean it was was a pretty good wedding right (laughs) it it really was it really was i had a great time (laughs) um it was perfect it was perfect man it was a beautiful wedding it was definitely i was as i told you i was honored i definitely felt very blessed to be able to share that moment with you guys so it was a good time yeah yeah and i mean and funny story dude like fucking even like going into the wedding there were like you know a few things that i <laughs> i was worried about and the the one i was worried about the most is the one that happened i had told Denise going into it like oh like the only and this happened because i went to another wedding right I went to this wedding the dude i saw i was at the church and i see him at the front of the church fucking nervous like just like pacing oh. back and forth. <laughs> together bro 
it, it's over, bro. Like it's gonna, they're gonna take their sweet ass time getting ready. And we would always joke about it. What would you do? What would you do? Sure enough, comes a day, you know, uh, I walk in and fuck it. I'm there waiting for like five minutes. The mariachi plays like a whole ass song, nothing. And I'm just like, I knew they had run late because even like our formation was off. And I remember when I started walking in, the bridesmaids hadn't even showed up. So I'm just like, fuck. Uh, but all in all, other than that, dude, fucking, it, it was, it was a, it was a sweet ass time. You know, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was a happy time, but yeah, dude, how are you doing? That's good, man. That's good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, keeping busy, um, staying busy first. And, uh, I, I wanted to, um, <clears throat> you know, real quick also mention that hopefully by the end of this episode, first off, remind you guys that we're not professionals, right? That we're. <laughs> We're essentially doing a little bit of our own research and then just having conversations about it. And, and so we hope that by the end of the episode, we can provide insight and maybe plant the seed more than anything. I think that we we're aware that there's a lot of things that are out of our control. So we're just we're planting seeds here. We're just trying to have the conversation in hopes that it'll change your perspective, make you see things in a different way and hopefully encourage you to continue to have the conversations with your circle and keep doing the same thing. And just this whole snowball effect. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there first. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, I've been good. I, um, well, I've been okay. I've been okay. <laughs> I've been having uh, good days and they've been good when they're good. And when they've been bad, they've been bad. And so there's been a lot more consistency though, for sure. I think, uh, it was a lot of roller coasters, a lot of like really, really, really good days. And then really, really, really bad days where I'm just like, I just want to fucking hide in bed and disappear. Um, and now just kind of like, for me, I think it's really helped to embrace it, to embrace those low days. And it's kind of been able to keep things more like at a medium where I'm just kind of staying there consistently, if you could, if you could say so, but, but always like moving up, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I finished up, uh, I finished with one of my books and I actually just started reading, uh, it's called uh, emotionally immature parents. Um, it mm. was actually recommended to me by my therapist because I started going back to therapy. Um, bro, it's, it's a good ass book. I'll tell you that it's, it's a really, really good book. Um, I've been kind of posting little quotes and stuff as the week has gone on. And as I've been reading, just kind of sharing a little bit about it. Um, and it, yeah, it's been very eye opening. And I think it, the timing has just worked out perfectly that we're talking about, you know, self-sabotage and, and then I look into this emotional disconnection and our childhoods and things like that. And I'm like, Whoa, I think all this is kind of, it all kind of lined up, you know? Um, and to your point, I think we're always talking about a little bit of everything. Um, but as we try yeah. now to kind of focus a little more on these specific topics and just be prepared, we go on tangents all the damn time. It's kind of what we do. Um, I also, I bought a, I bought a new mixer, so, uh, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. This is our first episode with it. Like, check this out, check this out, check this out. Got all these random little sound effects that we can throw. Oh, wait, hold on, Carlos. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I, I dude. was having so much fun with this thing, dude. Or like, hey, hold on real quick. I'm going to give you the answer. Hold on. A few moments later. Ah, okay. Found it. Found it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and the know. funny, dude, the funny thing is, uh, DJ hit me up, um, the guest from the last podcast. Uh -huh. He hit me up after like the last one we recorded. And I think there, I guess there was a moment where I did some cheap ass like um, elevator music, <laughs> and he, but he gave me props. So yeah. a quick shout out right that's, there. That's what inspired it. Uh, 
folks. I, I told myself <laughs> I was never going to allow Sant to do that again to you guys. So I had to go out and get us something legit. <laughs> See, I, I got to play around with it some more, um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to clean this up, to keep being intentional with these episodes and, you know, continue moving forward. So we talked about uh, self-sabotage, sabotage, my bad. And um, so the question was, um, uh, does, does sabotaging yourself give you an odd sense of comfort? Right. Um, according to verywellmind.com, self-sabotage occurs when people hinder their own success. When people take these destructive steps, their harmful behavior can negatively impact nearly every part of their lives, including their relationships and career. That could be something as simple as procrastinating, right? Um, waiting till last minute to do something. Or let's say you have a goal of setting a diet, and so you cheat on your diet, right? And almost, again, self-sabotaging, very intentionally doing negative things that are going to stop you from your goals and your successes, things that until I really have been reading up, up on this stuff lately, honestly, I, I realized I was doing it, but I didn't know there was a term for it. And I didn't realize mm -hmm. how the shit that I was doing was like an actual thing. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so like, well, let's get into some of these, uh, let's get into some of these answers from the guys first, and then we'll kind of talk some more about it and have some more conversation. Is there yeah. anyone specifically that you want to get started with? <clears throat> Um, there's not, I'm actually, uh, full transparency. I am, uh, I'm on a technology, uh, technology, uh, I don't know what the fuck the term is. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got one phone on zoom and I got one phone looking at some questions, but I don't have access to actually, let me see. Hold on. Well, sorry, I got well you go ahead and start. I go in here. Okay. So the first one that I'll read <laughs> is, uh, this one says, I wouldn't say sabotaging myself gives me a sense of comfort, but more of a sense of familiarity. Like I know I'm a bad person and I fuck up a lot. So when I sabotage myself, it's more like me telling myself, you did it again, whatever. The sense of familiarity is something I'd rather play with than a sense of unknown. And I feel like that, <clears throat> that one really resonated with me. I think um, there's this, there's this uh, mindset that I had for a long time, which was I praised myself a lot for kicking my own ass. Like there was mm. a sense of like, it's a good quality at the fact that I'm a perfectionist, at the fact that I'm never happy with what I do. Like, that's a good thing, Carlos, because that's what makes you better all the time. Um, but goddamn, that's draining. You know, it was extremely draining. <clears throat> and so I think now that I look back too, it, I think it was, it was my insecurity and my fear of the unknown. And so all I could do is relate it to what I knew, which when you go deeper into it, I started figuring out that a lot of it had to do with my childhood. Yeah. And that that need to be validated. And so, yeah, I, I look back and think, dang, it's not necessarily that it was a good quality because there's other ways to do it. Um, but it was what felt familiar to you. And it's what helped you justify kicking your own ass and beating yourself up constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this isn't the one you read, right? Because I think, um, and I was going to tie the one that uh, starts you up in the past, it would reaffirm whatever limiting beliefs I had about myself. Is that the no, one you're you know, good. right? You're good. Okay. Because um, that one ties into what you're saying. Um, so this one reads, um, yep, in the past, it would reaffirm whatever limiting beliefs I held about myself. So it was comforting to know someone not being able to love me and see me at a deep level. The self-sabotaging allowed me to feel my childhood wounds, which were familiar for 26 years. And, and I think with this one, it's like almost an interesting way of like proving yourself right about yourself, but it's like not so much 
the the things that you aspire to be but that like that negative voice that we all have inside our minds that says you ain't shit that that like you know all all the traumas that we've ever experienced that that have now turned into voices right or parts of ourselves that believe that we aren't shit right and so it's easy for like you know when we fall into this pattern of self-sabotage it's it almost the i think the comfort comes in in the piece of you that negative part of you feels validated yeah because sure. it's like see i fucking told you and that like because we always talk about validation but like all right let's really strip it down for what it means you can also validate negative aspects of yourself yeah. and and it, and it, it it reinforces that thought of like you ain't shit and you're right about it and 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 i i think like the 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 greater part of our brains are able to recognize that as negative talk and and we we respond in in that way where like where it's now a struggle but like i said i also believe there's a part of ourselves that is comforted by it because you know it once it, it's like what dog are you what dog are you are you going to feed you know are you going to feed right. the essentially that that e- not the evil side but the shadow you know if you will um or or what but um but yeah so so anywho that 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 one stood out to me and kind of like like you were mentioning uh those childhood wounds you know yeah that yeah, we yeah. all have and how it illuminates those things and it brings it to the forefront but because you've lived with it so many years it's home yeah. well it sets the standard that's the thing i mean i think that was one of the things that I remember reading, and I I know I posted about this, which was like, suffering feels comfortable because it's all we know. Yeah. And what that measure of suffering, I think, is different for all of us, but it's it's sad, but I'm like, damn, that's it's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, I know I personally, I don't say that I, like, there's a comfort of, like, I like it, but it just, it feels so normal. Mm-hmm that subconsciously there's comfort there you know what i mean and you know and you feel like you know how to respond to it like in a weird way it's a safe place yeah yeah exactly yeah. like you know i like i've been here before i've been mm-hmm. here before like i know i feel shitty but i've been here before so sadly in a very twisted way it's going to be okay being in this shitty place yeah even as i'm not feeling okay mm. you know yeah I mean, and it is essentially kind of a lie, right? That we just buy into for whatever for sure. uh, reason. For sure. Um, yeah. And real quick, I, this might be our first tangent of the day, um, but like, and I also think this this ties into like even negative habits that we have, mm-hmm. as as good as because I think even sometimes negative habits can yield good good um, uh, good results. So, like my example, like one thing with work that I'm really trying to to stray like stray away from is being more proactive in my work. And so, knowing that when I'm on top of my shit and everything's smooth sailing, keeping it that way. Because one of the things I told my supervisor a while back is I want to learn how to do those things because I don't think I work best when things are going smooth. I think I work best when my back is against the wall. Mm. And I want to learn. I want to unlearn how to do that because I don't think that's healthy. Well, like, is it is it a good thing to have? Fuck yeah! Like you know, because when shit hits the fan, like I'm I'm gonna know what to do, right? 
and right. can yield good, re- good, um, good results. But it's not good for me to only be good in those situations. Like I also need to like, in a sense, unlearn to relearn, right? Relearn how to do all those good things I know I that are in me, but come out due to me placing myself in positions where I now have to have my back against the wall, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's similar to self-sabotage in that sense, right? Um, but a little different, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it's right there with it. I mean, essentially, like you said, it's like you... Because I think you under we understand what needs to be yeah. done in a timely manner, and we deliberately choose not to for one reason or another. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't. Um, yeah, you know it's crazy. I, I was I was actually thinking even just like being at a younger age and uh, learning about self sabotaging now and like how it's tied to just the insecurity, the fear of the unknown, um, familiarity, right? Like something that feels like that feels like home, that feels safe, and I couldn't help but think about even just like I remember after breakups and stalking mm. like my ex like every day, right? Or like not yeah. necessarily stalking like where they're at, but just like going on their on their Facebook, like on social media, or checking issue, their yeah. social media or stuff like that. That it was it was almost like validating because it was like okay, cool, it wasn't crazy of me, but it was like damn. I also had to reflect and realize like wow, I was in such an insecure place though that. I was deliberately self-sabotaging myself because I like I knew I knew that that wasn't good for me. I knew that what I needed to do was to grow, to focus on myself, to do these things. Um, I also think there was an element of fear behind that of of the change of like shit. Closing that door makes room for and, and even knowing, right? Even knowing that like closing that door is going to open door for new things. It yeah. doesn't say that what that was was bad or anything like that. It's 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 going to be better like it, it's not Cause it's not, I don't think it's necessarily about knocking on, on a specific X or anything, but it's just like, it's making room for new, making room for growth. And even as I understood it, just really realizing that it was like, wow, man, my, my emotional disconnections as a kid, all that fear of just not having that confidence of being like, yo, I got to move forward. Like I would self-sabotage myself and I would keep myself there. Like I literally would keep myself there where I realized that even when I was single, I wasn't being intentional with that time. I was just sitting there and sitting there and, and like living with this past. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess it just, it's very validating to know that while it was wrong and I knew that it was wrong, it was, it was me trying to seek the comfort of the suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question before we continue with the, what, like, do you think you have like, your go-to way of self-sabotaging and how it like it like it does impact your life yes yes and i actually was able to pinpoint that this week um i think that's been a big like a win for me this week um so my thing is i've mentioned the need to be seen right and so the biggest thing that i do for for self-sabotaging myself is actually it's a mix between helping others and deliberately giving others what they need from me. Mm. Um, and I say that because I feel like I know where my goals are at. And even as I know that there are things or people that distract me, I will focus more on that than my own goals. Um, and so as I've learned more into the deeper meaning though, 
uh, especially like reading this book, I, I realized that unfortunately, due to the emotional immaturity in the household, um, <clears throat> it was hard for me to seek that type of emotional connection growing up. Mm. So I found myself constantly trying to seek that kind of love, seek the acceptance and really willing to go the extra mile just to achieve it. You know, I think we've talked about this before, like, I don't feel like I'm good enough as I am. Even just the thought to say, bro, like, what is it that you look for? I, I just, I want to be loved. Such mm -hmm. a simple concept that it's like we're all deserving of. That seems so, like, selfish and so, that seems like a lot to ask for. Yeah. You know, to say, like, fuck, oh, can you imagine the thought of somebody loving me? Oh, no, that's a fuck it. I'm a burden. Mm -hmm. I'm a burden, you know? And so I think it really set the standard into what, what I see of myself, what I expect of myself. Um, I think I've brought up even specifically about. So one of the things that it really, this book was really discussing was about <clears throat> sometimes we see the, especially as children, we see the negative in our parents as a temporary thing. And we see them subjectively. So the good things in them, that's who they really are. They really, even if it's 10% of the good things they do, that's who my parent really is. That 90% of ugly or whatever it is that we don't like, that's a temporary thing, right? We try to justify it. And it's tough. It's tough to have to look at our parents and be like, okay, you're human. You were emotionally mature, whatever the case is. And so um, that has really been validating to make me see that it's like, well, you do feel the need to be seen. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that it discusses was like, even the, the need to help people. And it was like, part of the, the reason you help is is seeking that sense of validation because at the end while it seems like you're more the, more capable to help others you don't even know how to help yourself and more importantly mm -hmm. more importantly you <clears throat> feel alone at the end of the day and i was like fuck i feel attacked yeah. it really hit me because you know as i said i distanced myself these last couple of weeks i started realizing like my intentions are good but holy shit there's things in myself that i need to work on like this isn't ego based this isn't about me wanting to be seen and and I think that really hit me like, holy shit, I don't necessarily need that right now, but I know that I did. I needed to be seen. Mm -hmm. I needed to be the center of attention. Um, and it was that. It was that disconnection. And so that's been a very validating part for me. Um, mm -hmm. um, just reflecting on that, like I said, I think looking back and understanding that it's like, well, unfortunately, that bar was set very, very low. So now I kind of, I've been overcompensating for it for a long time. Like even just the thought of of me having friends without me convincing people to like me, that's fucking weird to me. Mm. Because it's I been see. so long. And and I know it's wrong now. Like I, I think I've known it's wrong. I think that's been why I've had such insecurities over the last couple of years, is because it's like, no, I shouldn't be continuously begging and proving who I am. And I think that was even a part of me being seen. That's where I think I struggle with social media right now because I'm like I, if someone wants to get to know me, get to know me. Like I, I'm not, I don't, shouldn't have to post my life out here to be known. But it was like that was literally yeah. what that was for for me. It wasn't yeah. an avenue for me to help other people and encourage them and to help guys that are like struggling with emotional intelligence and emotional connection and being better fathers. Like that's my purpose now, you know, for all these things. But before it was just like I would almost feel shame because I knew that it was like oh, you want to be seen, you need to be seen. Yeah. It was like fuck, yeah. man, I'm 29 years old and I still want to be looked at and validated and mm. and as draining as it can be I, I had to accept i had to accept that it was like until you tackle it 
this wound is just going to fucking sit there all the damn time. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, like you, I feel like so much of the same what you said, but in a different perspective, because mm -hmm. I also feel like, and I, I feel for a long time, I felt this affliction of like, like wanting, like, or caring so much about what other people think about me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I went about it in a different way. Cause I think like, and you know, this, like, I feel like from the time I've been in high school to now, like I'm the same person I feel, but the way I go about things is different yet. I still feel the same, those same insecurities, if you will. So like, mm -hmm. like in high, like I, I think back to high school where, you know, still feeling these like things of like, I want others to like me, but like, you know, feeling like I, I don't know if I fully really liked myself at that time. So what would I do to kind of take off an excuse? Like I would be an asshole. Like there was times where I was like, just like such an asshole to people where it's like, you can't like me. So I took away your ability to actually get to know me and not like me. I'm just going to be an asshole and you could just not like me now, that you know, but it, like, but I felt like, with. Yeah, like I felt like I took I, I took that power away from them. I made the decision for them, but it was all based on the fear that damn they're not gonna like me. Not like like you had if you I'm just assumed. myself. I already assumed, and um, I and I I feel like I built this really t tough exterior shell, and I always like and I felt for me. I mean, you know this. Like I would be standoffish with people. Where I would just like, eh, like I don't, eh, whatever, like just be like, just a cunt essentially, you know. Right, right, right. And, and but now that I look back, it's like, damn, like, and I know that, and I think now to this point, I think I kind of do the same, but where I just stay, I'd rather just stay away from people. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And it, and I I I truly do feel like now when I speak with people, I try, but I also still care too much, like. Oh, what if I'm corny or what if I'm this? Or what? You know what I mean? Like, because I also know I'm a fucking dork, you know, right. which maybe is endearing. Like, I don't know, right? Like, um, but I think at the end of the day, and I, I'm not, not to say I'm always like hiding away from people. I think I'm, I, I have enough social intelligence that I can interact with folks. Um, but it's also not something that like I want to do every day, you know? For sure. Um, For sure. But anywho, all that being said, I do think like even right there, right? Like how that self-sabotage plays into like even how you identify as a person and how you see yourself fitting in with folks around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I thought about this last night, you know, I, I've been kind of keeping like my, my whole love life thing just private. Um, and I, and I plan to, right. Um, but there was one thing specifically that when it came to self-sabotage that I realized that it was my way of providing comfort is really kicking my ass for my mistakes. And even though I, even though I've, I understand, you know, that, that this person who I love and care about so much and feel terrible for the shit that I've done, like they're going to be okay. Right. They, 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 they walked away and, and I, and I understand it all logically. And like, I like this, she's amazing and she's going to make it happen because that's what she does. Right. And she doesn't need me. And I understand that. And my emotional connection obviously has a hard time with not being needed. Right. Because, because for a long time, that's the only way that I felt valuable is being needed. And, and I mm. think I'm over that, like, cause I know that that's not sustainable, not for me and not for my partner. Right. Um, yeah. And so 
But all that to say that even as I know that they're going to be okay and that they might be hurting and going through their journey, like there's this sense of comfort of reminding myself that I fucked up and putting mm. myself down. That's like, dude, you can't do this shit forever. Like people's lives are going to continue moving on. Like, why are you stopping yourself from, from growing? Like, it's not about moving on. Like, I'm not saying about another person. It's just like, why are you just sitting here fucking kicking your ass about this self-sabotaging yourself, sabotaging yourself, doing nothing about it. Like, why are we not just growing and moving forward with it? And mm. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's interesting. And I think it's, it's again, very validating to find and to go keep going back to the childhood, you know, yeah. even just the simple fact of right now, I think where I'm at is currently feeling like I need to be alone in order to tackle my stuff. And not mm. understanding that it's like, that doesn't come from the reality of what growth means. That comes from the standard that I've been set up with as a child. Yeah. You know, like, like who said that? Who said that? Like for the longest time, and, and this is where the self-sabotaging comes in because I, I've always told myself that I was right. And it's like, if you really want to grow, you need to go do this shit by yourself. Don't reach out to mm. Santi. Don't reach out to Q. Don't reach out to DJ. Don't reach out to the guys that are there for you when, when you need to say something. Don't reach out to them. If you want to grow, do this shit by yourself in the corner. Suffer by yourself. Push yourself through this. Prove to yourself that you can fucking do this. And I'm learning that it's like, no, no. Your childhood, the emotional disconnection made you feel like you're a burden allowing people in. But there are good people that are willing to be there and help you. Yeah. That you should be okay with letting in. Um, and it's crazy because I think about it now and it's like, one of the things that I've been told is like attractive is the fact that I, I so confidently can say, yeah, I have a codependency issue. Like I do, I have a mom issue that I'm really working on. I'm trying to figure out this emotional disconnection that I had as a kid. And like, there's this sense of, oh, he knows his, he knows his insecurities. He's confident with them and he's working on them. So he's not going to throw it on me. Like. There are people that find that attractive, right? But yet for me, it's like, no, until I figure all these things out, I cannot allow anybody in, even mm. friends, like friendships sometimes, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just very interesting. And I, and I think that's where I'm at of having to fight that. Where like, where does this, the self-sabotaging really, how is that productive? And where would yeah. we be if we weren't doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you, I wanted to ask you a question. What is something that people say to you that you wish you believed? Oh, dude, so much. I feel like, so in my line of work, we, we and I think we've, we've, we've tried doing that, this exercise where, uh, where we gave each other compliments. Remember oh, what we said? Yeah. And you just gotta fucking take it. Like, <laughs> and so like I I feel like I've I've heard a lot. And I think a lot about it professionally more so just because I think that's where a lot of my concerns come into I, I, at least in the last six months have come into play. Mm -hmm. My level of work like I think a lot of my level of worthiness comes from how how good I am at, at my job. You okay. know? Okay. And so I feel like there's so i mean there's so many it's really hard for me to start with one thing because mm -hmm. i mean i feel like i've heard you know good handful of things and it's hard for me to just take it for truth you know it's and 
I don't think it's really a, a trust issue more so than it is a, a self-love issue, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I, I, I honestly, I, maybe part of the reason why I'm maybe having a hard time saying it now is because I don't want to say any yeah, of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, like you, you know, um, <laughs> 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 well, I, the, my head's spinning right now. It's like, no, bitch. Yeah. Um, oh, here, here, I'll help you. I'll help you. Like, okay. Yeah, thank you. I got one. <laughs> So one one thing I've heard from folks about me, I think when I when I'm talking with other people, is that I I have good empathy levels. Like I I can I can meet folks where they're at. You know, if it's if it's a low chill energy or whatever, if it's something they're talking about, I you know people have mentioned that uh, I have the capability of making folks feeling heard uh, and feeling safe, especially in moments of maybe even crisis. You know. Um, so yes okay are you happy carlos <laughs> no, proud of you i appreciate you sharing that thank you yeah, <clears throat> yeah i um about you? makes sense it makes sense i think for me it's it's the people skills that everyone always kind of like praises me for and mm. it, you know, i kind of get a lot of i do i get a lot of that love of like man like you just have really good people skills like you're so confident and it's and it's weird because I, I feel like a younger me almost like appreciated the validation and really tried to take it for truth and like really push that. And it's weird though, because I feel like as I've gone older and the more that I've really like have been trying to tackle my emotions and really get into this fucking work and and just stop pretending that everything's just okay and that I'm fine and all that, right? And just like really digging deeper. Um there's a there's definitely a level of frustration that comes with that you know of like mm. of like fuck everyone sees it but me you know what i mean yeah. like oh hey man like dude you're so confident like when you know when you speak or or just like how do you just go out there and do these things you're so confident and it's like fuck man like because i think i understand that logically i'm stopped like you said that self-love like i know that it's it's within me and within all these things that have wired me to limit myself that have told me, don't take that fucking risk. Don't no. make that mistake. No. Yes, that's good that you're not bad at it, but you're not that good. Chill the fuck out. You know? No. And this constant battle with myself, um, it sucks. It's frustrating, especially at the cost of losing people sometimes too, you know? Because I, I think there's a fine line of seeing someone for their potential and meeting them where they're at now, right? Like, I think that that's that's also important. There's there's times where people can see you as sant, but be like, oh, I feel like in five years you're going to be a good dude, and so they just kind of stick around for that sake. And it's like, well, you're going to drain yourself for the next five years, you know? Um, yeah. And so, but then there's the other side of like, hey, meeting people, friends where they're at, and I'm still understanding, like, dude, you're going to feel fucking badass. Like, you're going to do some cool ass shit, whatever, you know? Um, hyping your hyping your circle up. I think that's important. Um, and yeah, just having that sense of frustration of just like, man. But I, I will also say focusing on myself, focusing on my work, that's been really where most of that change has been able to happen. Yeah. You know, and I think before when I was younger, I, I will say that I found it easier to say, well, if people just keep praising me, right? And all I was doing was if I was able to do it, I realized it was because I was being, my ego was being fed. 
Mm. Right. Like, Oh, you, you know, you're confident, you're confident, you're confident. It was like, well, at a younger age, you know, being, being a lot more emotionally immature than I am now, it was like, cool. It feeds my ego. All right, cool. All right, cool. All right, cool. But if you really asked me where I was, it was like, no, I don't feel it. I kind of need you to fucking tell me for me to feel it. Mm. You know, whereas now it's yeah. like, okay, let's really tackle, let's really figure out where this comes from because, okay, good. It's good that Sant tells you that, but what happens when Sant doesn't tell you that? Yeah. You know, like that probably means you're not, you weren't good that day. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably what your mind tells you, though, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Because it's so dependent on most of the yeah. things, which I mean, again, I think we need relationships. We need those friendships. I think we need all those things. It's just, it goes back even for me for my codependency of just like really relying on those things, you know? I mean, on a sillier note, like sometimes even like I'll be playing guitar and I'm like, I know I'm playing fucking a little badass piece. And I look at Denise. <laughs> But then he hears me all the time. I'm like, <laughs> like, you don't think I'm good? She's like, yeah, no, of course. I'm like, well, tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, no, and, like, and that's, but, yeah. it's true. It's true. I mean, it's. I think it's nice it's to hear, voice, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think it's a mix of both actions, but also, like, ain't nothing wrong with fucking saying it. <laughs> right, no. It, it, but, like, it, it's also not just saying it, but, like, how to receive it and store it. For sure. Store it in that memory bank. Yeah. And, and and learning to to because I think it's an exercise. So like this next one that I was I was reading right now, I think kind of speaks to that towards the end. Okay. Um, so uh, they say I'm not sure what type of self sabotage um, you were referring to, but I definitely have a lot of negative inner voices that prevent me from doing things, things I enjoy, things that I know are right, dreams and aspirations. It's not that it feels good uh, to give these voices. Um, Sorry, it, it's not that I, it feels good to give into these voices, but it feels safe, safe from failure, humiliation, ridicule, fear, responsibility, stress, etc. It's something I'm more acutely aware of now, and I'm changing. Being aware of it, being aware of it is the first step. Doing something about it is harder, though. It takes a lot of strength and bravery to walk in the opposite direction of the voices. Shout out to those who do. Um, and so, like you say, right, like, you know, that it, it, it's a motherfucker to really, like, I think that's such a great uh, way to describe uh, walking in the opposite direction of those voices because those voices are just as strong, if not stronger sometimes, and feel just as valid as the voices that your brain tells you. Like, like you know, some if you know two plus two is four, that's fine, but if but if your mind's also telling you you're a piece of shit, you're gonna believe it just as hard, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And so how how do you counteract that, and how do you find, in a sense, that emotional grit, to to persevere? It it, it it's it, it's the mystery of life, I think. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think this is why as, as I'm learning with this book, man. I think our parents have a lot to do with it, dude. I really do. Um, and it's so hard because to his point. Uh, you have to you have to challenge a lot of those things, and one way or another, I think, I know not everyone, right? But for those of us that even had like even that, like, as I've had more conversations with people, I realize that it's like, man, some of somebody with without a present father was probably better off than that man even being around, you know, mm. like, and it's like it's shit that I realize is so it's so hard to judge and to look at from a different perspective as just a perfect human, right? Because yeah. 
most of us, I think, have been raised in a home where they call the shots and we adjust to their schedule and to their emotions. And and I realized that it's like, dude, they were emotionally immature. There's a reason why when we were making too much noise, they needed us to shut up. They needed us to be quiet. They needed us to do what they told us because they didn't have the emotional maturity to handle those situations or what we were feeling. So how are they going to meet us where we were at when they've never met themselves where they were at? You know, and, yeah. I, and I say that not for the sake of it's your parents' fault or they fucked up, but like this that we're going through, this shit didn't just fall out of the sky. Yeah. You know, it, it's all this stuff that's kind of been, it's what's set the standard for us. And you know what? I think when it comes down to resilience. I think some more resilient than others, you know, um, some that have been in very, very difficult situations and have been very successful. Right. And then they, you have others that unfortunately have taken their lives away. So I do think there's a level of just our individual resilience that, that kind of puts us in our own journeys in our lives, you know, but I, I think one way or another, those things are present and how they can affect us. I mean, you might, I, I feel like they're, there's also that typical story of, of, you know, the rich person that ends up making it because he grinds, 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 and he's successful because his pocket's full, but he loses his family because he's never around them, you know, and what kind of quality mm-hmm. of life are you looking for? What do you value? Um, and where do you find that balance? Like how much now I realized before I couldn't even say no to taking a day off because work is work. You know what I mean? There's never time to take off work. We'll, we'll, we'll vacation later or sometimes we'll never vacation. And I feel like now, you know, I'm not so consumed by work. Now it's, I'm more concerned about spending that time with my son. Um, and as I'm learning for myself, I realize how important it is for me to be there for him. Something that I was also learning was the, so Julian, I'd say maybe at least once or twice a week, bro. Uh, he'll just randomly come in my room or, you know, we'll be watching TV and he'll just randomly be like, puppy, can I have a hug? Mm. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, and I'll give him a hug. And to be honest, dude, it it would scare me. Like, it would scare me because I'm like, fuck, like, he's going to be needy. You know, mm. he's going to need a hug. He's going to, and, you know, obviously it didn't stop me from giving him the hug, but it would, it would, it would throw my mind. Like, it would, I would, it would take it to circles because I'm just like, fuck, I just don't want him to be, it's not, not that I don't want him to show emotions, of course, but like, I just don't want him to be needy. I don't want him to end up in a situation like me where like, I consistently saw my mom literally telling, like begging my dad to hug her, to give her affection. Mm. Right? And I feel like that's a common thing where it's like, we don't show affection as men and we don't know how to do this. But, but yeah, even that's interesting because it's like, we don't show affection. We're not affectionate people. We don't show emotions. And then I can't help but think like, why are we in relationships? Like, why are we with partners? Like, yeah, there is a sense of vulnerability that we, that we receive from a special person. Or that like we're craving, that we crave, like we're human, right? And so I, my mom would beg my dad a lot. And so it took me back to that, you know, gratefully and thankfully enough, I was able to make that connection. So I was able to disconnect my trauma from how I handled the situation with my son. And so but what this book was telling me, which was so like, oh, shit, was that like, we all need that affection, right? We all need that. And so while I think that my son is becoming needy, really, it's only twice a week that he feels the need for a hug. And once he mm. receives it, he's good. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it from that perspective. No. You know, I never thought of it as like, he's fine. He gets enough of an emotional connection that he's okay. And there's a couple times where, where it's, it's, our, it's in our human nature that he needs a hug. He needs affection. He needs to be reminded that he's loved. 
And when he does, he asks for it. Something that we never did. We took what was given to us. And as we've learned, I don't know about you, but more times than not, we just didn't get it. Yeah. There was no asking for it. And when we did ask for it, we got it on their terms. And yeah. how was that? By listening. By getting honor roll. By, you know, getting first place. By scoring that goal. By doing these things that were not just ordinary, I'm being myself things. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so yeah, I just, I just find that very, very interesting, just how really unprepared, I guess our parents, some of our parents really were. Yeah. Translates into now us carrying that weight. And I think that's, for me, that's why it's such a big thing because while I know that I'm going to be healthy with my emotions and I want my son to see that and I want him to embrace everything that he feels so that he can get stronger and that he's not just growing numb. Um, mm-hmm. I also see the importance of being mostly mature with the things that yeah. I, how I handle my stress, how I handle my anger, that I'm not impulsive with the things that I do, right? That um, not, you know, I realized I was so emotionally mature, bro, that literally anything that would go south or, hey, we need to talk or, Hey, did you do this homework assignment? Or hey, did you do that? Dude, my anxiety would go off the roof for any little thing. And I realized like, whoa, my emotional maturity was fucking, my emotional maturity was fucking like, my bad. It was, it was, you hear that? You hear that? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, my, for some reason, my AirPods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought I was tripping. No worries, no worries. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I just, I trip out. I trip out on the fact that like just having so much emotional maturity that I was so impulsive. And I think a lot of us as men are very emotionally immature. You know, like I, I couldn't yeah. help but think like, wow, as as strong and tough as you think we are, like we're so emotionally immature. Um, but but it's not about attacking us for it. It's like we we were not given that level of connection as children. You know, that it's almost like that part of it was skipped for us. Um, and we kind of had to figure that out on our own. And so we're trying to, and some of us are pretending like we don't need it, right? Yeah. Like emotions aren't involved, but they, they're very much present. And so, you know, I think my mom, as much as I love her, um, there, there was a sense of like best friend type relationship. And mm-hmm. I realized how much that really screwed me up because I needed yeah. her to be a mom, like, you know, yeah. and, and and again, I don't judge her for it, but like, it's validating to know, like, well, shit, no wonder, bro. Like, as a kid, you were just trying to seek safety, and then this grown person is crying to you about their day, and like, that's kind of a lot to throw on a child. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I kind of look at it from that perspective now as a father, and I'm like, well, I want to figure out my emotional maturity and make sure that I can handle and express myself in a good way, so that my son never feels like I'm throwing the weight on him. And if anything, I can just be an example to him. So he knows uh, how to handle it in a much better way, how not to fight, how not to be aggressive, how to say, Hey, feel what you need to feel. I'm okay with that, but we need to handle this in a more emotionally intelligent way. Yeah, no. Yeah. Most definitely dude. And, and I think everything you say about like that, um, I guess that trauma that's handed down to you from, you know, parents who maybe are inexperienced in their own right, you know, um fuck. It, it really does mess with us dude and um and you know all, all we can really do is i think for me a lot of times like um 
Like, yes, of course, I think about how, like, my dude, what the fuck, Butterfingers. <laughs> um, um, one thing I think a lot of, because of course, I think about how it affects me, but I also do think about, like, what it's like for my parents to be in that situation of not knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think as of late, like, I've, I've mentioned a lot of my dad on here about, like, our, you know, our relationship, which is not bad, but it's just, there's a lot to be desired for sure right and so um i don't know if i shared this but dude i shit you not i don't know if it's him being a grandfather that has allowed him to find like a new way to love like it's almost like a new opportunity if you will but i went to the house a few weeks ago Uh, denise and i went to go visit i forgot what for what um but we were just gonna go chill dude my dad was so happy I've like, as soon as I came into the house, bro, he hugged me and kissed me in the cheek. And I was just like, like, I thought, I mean, I honestly thought like, is he drunk? Yeah. 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 You know what the hell? And he wasn't dude. Like he, he was sincerely like happy to see me. He acknowledged, like he showed that the first, like, I should you not. That's the first time I've ever felt that for my dad. And I loved it, dude. I, I, I just embraced it really at that point. Um, and so, and I mean, I, 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 unfortunately, I don't really get a lot of uh, opportunities to see or as many opportunities as I would like to. Right. But, um, but yeah, it, like it, that really stuck in my mind and it, and it gave me hope. Right. Cause despite of like the, the, yeah, sure. The traumas, whatever. Um, I am who I am now. Like, and I think there's a sense of responsibility that we, we just can't like, you know, like you said, like we need to take that responsibility. Like, from here on out, the healing is on us, you know? Sure. sure. And so, and so it, it, it was crazy to almost see my dad pick up that same cross. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like to yeah. me, it, it was so like fucking like dope and validating. Cause it's like, it's just that idea of being a lifelong learner because like we we've talked about on here generationally, the older you get, sometimes it's easier to be like, Oh, well I know what's up. Right. Go fuck yourself, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, but to 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 allow yourself to also be a student, to allow yourself to be a learner, right? To to like find new ways of, of being. To me, that that was that was amazing, and I think um, for me it was also so humbling to see him do that because I can only imagine what it took for him to get to where he was that day. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Even if it was just one day, you know, even if it was just one day, fuck it, dude. Um, and and I also think like for me, it, it makes me feel like like there's definitely hope, right? Because for guys like us who are on this journey um, at the age that we're at, with the resources with the resources that are available to us, I think we're definitely in. Um, let's just say, call it what it is. It's it's a state of privilege for sure, you know. It's a state of privilege that I think um, we, we should be taking advantage of. And and I think even this podcast, bro, like, you know, I was reading through all of the, the quotes right now. It's like, dude, these are such insightful ass quote. Like, you know, these are insightful ass responses. And and a lot of them have a lot of similarities, dude. Like a lot of them are, are talking about the comfortability and that self-sabotage about, you know, and we're recognizing those things about us. And so I think what comes next, is is really like the, the last one I read, you know, walking in the opposite direction 
there's still a lot to be answered in the how because each one of us are different people. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. the how looks totally different depending on what our needs are. Um, but we have to take a, be honest with ourselves and, and, and be graceful with ourselves when we talk about what our capabilities are. You know, um, like what, what can I take on? What can I do? What can I do? What do I need to reach out for help for? Which may be super fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, and what are things that maybe not so much. Right. And so I think, I think the creation of our journeys, it's, it's going to be up to us. Like, you know, I, like you say this all the time, Carlos, we can't save anybody. So like, yeah, yeah. We, we're really the ones that have to pick up the pieces that might fucking mean that we have to have hard conversations with folks. You've talked about conversations you've had with your folks. I know I've done the same so, guests that we've had on. We all like it's all the same, but it's not at all. Right. You know? and, and I think that's why. Well, for, first of all, I'm gonna give you, give you one of those for, hey. for all, all the fire comments, all the facts you threw out there. <laughs> um, you're absolutely right, man. And, and that's why I think that's why I think it's there's so much value in validating each other um, because I, I think to your point, we don't have the, we don't know and we don't have the answers to everyone's story, right? Everyone's journey is we're all on kind of, I would say similar parallels. We all know that shit has affected us and we all want to be better and we want to grow. Right. And, and even as we continue to do stupid shit, we know subconsciously that that's not where we want to be. And we know that that's not what we should be doing. Um, and so it's why, and how do we change that? Right. And so I think that being able to plant the seed to validate each other, to realize, holy shit, you know, you were brought up in a home. I think one of the guys said he was brought up in a home where, um, he saw his mom do it all the time. And so all he wants mm -hmm. is peace. And I'm like, that's a perfect example of somebody that had enough resilience to be in a, in a very unfortunate situation and came out of it stronger than ever. And I know this guy yeah. and I'm like, this guy's yeah. fucking dope. And so. Again, it's like, cool. It's validating for men like myself to know that it's like, oh, I don't need to be born a good dude, you know, to, yeah. to, just, to just be in the right place. Or for somebody else that's saying, hey, I, 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 this, is, this is what I went through. I don't think I could ever do it. You know, I've gone through too much to ever put myself in a better place. And so being able to validate each other, um, what's really been helping me now is really starting to do my own little bit of research to start reading to start putting some real terms to these uh, things you know what i mean what what does it mean like as we discussed before like shadow work all this stuff that up until then i feel like it was just things that were in my head that i was logically putting together and understanding you know i think i've spoken about the time where i remember um my brother and sister we were like all on the bed and i remember um i don't know if i've shared this mm -hmm. with you. I talked about it with my therapist yeah i might have shared it already where like I told my mom, like, hey, like, what's up with me? You know what I mean? And they, my mom was just like, oh, geez, here you go. And so, well, it's one of those things where it's kind of like every time I tell it, I know that I downplay it because I try to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal. But even at 30 years old, I'm still talking about it. So obviously it was a very big moment for me. But that child needed love, right? That child needed that connection and he wasn't given that connection because unfortunately she wasn't emotionally mature enough to understand to meet my needs, at least to validate them, right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I also hope that our audience is validated by all of this, that they also understand that this isn't about pointing the finger at other people for the things that we're doing. Um, I think we make those decisions. We decide what to do with them. Um, but it's like 
I found that for me, what it's doing is it's allowing me to really understand what's going on. Because I feel like for the last couple of years, I've been trying to not be clingy. I've been trying to, to, to understand how to set my own boundaries, but keep holding on to my emotional side and being vulnerable and knowing that it's an attractive thing. But at the same yeah. time, knowing that I shouldn't have to prove that to anybody. Yeah. Knowing that I shouldn't be in places where I'm not wanted. Knowing yeah. that I shouldn't be self-sabotaging by going and trying to find pictures of my ex and waiting for the day that I'm going to find the picture of her with the new boyfriend so that I can just feel it and move forward. Why, Carlos? Why are you waiting for that instead of you just saying, hey, I'm going to have enough confidence in myself to move forward. And it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for this person. Or you know what? It just went south. Whatever the case is. But like taking that real control and... Yeah. And so now to realize, oh, wow, man, there was a lot of emotional disconnection with you growing up. You don't have that confidence. You're afraid of the unknown. You know, you've been, you didn't get to have a safe place for emotions when you were younger. So now you're feeling them way too much. Yeah. And so now yeah. we're finding this balance. So that's, that's a very rewarding part of the journey too, is being able to put a lot of names and a lot of terms and a lot of, um, you know, explanations to the things that we're feeling and that we're going through shit. That's weird for me. And I want to remind you, like, I'm a construction worker. I'm not, I don't major in this shit. Like this isn't something that I I grew up with or, you know, have a bunch of, fr like even the most of the people that I know are dudes that want to crack beers and, and do roadies and have a roadie on the way home. And it's not that those things are bad, but what I'm saying is that I'm not coming from a place of a very educated background where I could tell you, oh man, you know what? You're in construction. Oh yeah, this shit isn't for you. Like I was there. I'm there sometimes too. And I'm over it. Like we need to start challenging and breaking those cycles for ourselves. And our stories carry so much power. Yeah. So, you know, just stuff. No, to think yeah. about. I definitely agree, bro. Definitely agree. I want to take a second to thank everyone again that participates. Um, seriously, like every week, every week that you guys get involved, we love it. Um, and it really, it helps not only just for the content, but I know that it helps other men that are out there. We get messages all the time and, you know, we try to keep some of that stuff private, but it really is Santa and I say all the time, one dude at a time, one dude at a time. And, and that's all we need. You know what I mean? Um, the spanking one was a good one. We had a lot of guys that were questioning it. We planted some seeds and I know that over time we've been able to help some of these guys and, and, you know, coming from a place of empathy, I think I'd be a hypocrite too, to come out here and be like, Oh, you're a piece of shit for hitting your kid. No, I don't applaud it. I don't celebrate it. But I feel like that's another big part of the problem too, Sant, is that sometimes when we have these conversations, man, we don't have enough emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. Uh, that's going to be my word of the night. <laughs> emotional maturity to, to really have productive conversations with people that don't think like us. Like it almost yeah. makes me wonder if this is really about creating change or if we're just trying to build bigger communities with like-minded people. Yeah, no, you know I, I, mean? I I definitely agree with that because I think that whole group think type shit is really strong and it's really comfortable. Like I could sit here and be like talking about my perspective and get a thousand people that follow me because they think the same way. There's nothing wrong with that. But my thing is, is like, I'd rather Sant and I sit down with the guy that disagrees with everything we have to say. And like, let's plant some seeds there. Like, cause we're not creating yeah. chains. We're just creating numbers. Like at that point we yeah. we're just, we're just coming together. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree, dude. And, and I think in today's society where things are so polarized, it can be really difficult to mm -hmm. sometimes even maintain that conversation. Um, even 
I don't even want to go into that like at this moment because that that, that would give another yeah another hour but but yeah it's difficult uh, and I think it's I think um, it, it it's something that I I think we all have a, a sense of responsibility to it like to be able to have like you say I think that um, that maturity whether it's emotional or otherwise because um, that's that re- that really is what that is i also feel like there's a point where there's there are mute arguments that are you right because i think sometimes there's arguments that are for the sake of learning sometimes there's arguments just for the sake of you know and so i do think i do think it, that is also it is important to decipher what are we going to discuss because are we discussing a mute point you know, just true, to be true. edgy, or are we discussing something that actually has value to it? But trick. that's the thing. Who's who is the person to judge that has value and what doesn't? Right. And I think that even that becomes choppy. But but I mean, I think with with solid boundary settings, I think we can all at least create okay foundations and go from there. For sure, for sure. Yeah. No, we we hope that this is maybe motivated you, maybe opened your mind a little bit maybe uh motivated you to actually look more into self-sabotage and maybe find some things to you know read do some research um and to the guys out there that are breaking those boundaries that are maybe even carrying some guilt because they're being disloyal to the way that they've been told to think or or to to you know protect their own at all costs even if that means that that mindset is toxic or or detrimental to your own health and you're finally challenging it or you feel alone because logically you're doing the wrong thing but you almost want to quit because you feel like you got to go back to the safe place like hey like we applaud you you know and know that you're not alone and that that i think sock can agree we both have really had to do that in order to get to where we're at like i would say in a way we've betrayed our our roots in that sense of like really questioning and i mean obviously we take a lot of pride in, in the culture but it's like we've we've really kind of like analyze it and said okay let's look at this subjectively and take the great things that we are fucking take a shit ton of pride of and love about it and then let's look at some of the stuff that we're going to say hey this is not okay you know we should not be doing these things and and how we're applying them to our own personal lives too because i think that's the big that's the biggest thing too is like we're not here to preach it from a place of we figured it out it's you might i mean you go back to where we started a year or two years ago and i'm I'm sure you're going to find some things that we've totally 180'd on you know, and that's kind yeah. of what it's about, but, but we're in it, we're in it. And and that's what this is about. It's, it's not as cheesy as it sounds. It's not about that whole destination thing. It's like, it's really just staying in it and fucking enjoying it while we're there because yeah, we just focus on that end game. We're never going to get there. Yeah. So, I agree. That's all I have. You know, I hope everyone has a good rest of the week. Again, a big thank you. Um, stay present, take it a day at a time. Uh, you know, tell somebody that you care about them, that you love them. Stay honest. Stay honest with yourself. Stop lying to yourself. If you're not okay, stop lying. You know, you owe it to yourself to be honest and know that the DMs are always open. Uh, TheModernMatra.com, we have a community page there. The podcast is up there. We have a resources page too, which has, uh, you know, all kinds of hotline numbers as well as uh, numbers to therapists, whatever you need. Um, we are there. Oh, and then April 10th. April 10th at the huddle. 10 a.m. Yes. It's a $40 buy-in. It's a 2v2 pool tournament. You don't need to know how to play pool. Just come out. Have It's always a good time. The drinks are cheap there. Um, everyone and anyone is invited. Um, 
we are going to be putting all the money together and we are going to get some Easter baskets for the kids at the, um, it's, uh, housing in orange County. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I apologize. I will have to, the mission. Uh, yeah, the mission. That's right. Orange County mission. And, uh, yeah, they got families there. So we're going to go give some Easter baskets to the kids. Um, it'll be dope for a good cause. Uh, yeah. And it's a good time. Good people, good conversation. Um, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. It's been a minute since we've done any of this <clears throat> laid low for a little while. Um, but hopefully we can start getting going at least once a month on these things again. So stay posted on that. If you're interested, let us know. Uh, we'll lock you in, give you a little team name, find you a partner. If you don't have one, not a big deal. And uh, yeah, we'll make some stuff happen. Sick. All right, brother. Uh, have a good night, dude. Hey. Hey.